is one of those things that I look forward to because um because I look forward to laughing and 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 just you know entertaining right because uh that that part of my life is over I'm I'm gone that's gone already that's gone but this is a law of attraction life coaching po- podcast right because we podcast and we we podcast about if somebody told me if somebody told me junior uh one day you're going to be on one podcast is going to be heard, like heard around the world, like like around the whole world. I would say, bro, what you smoking? I mean, that would be my question. That would be my question. But anyway, so hey, attitude of gratitude. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're not going to run down stats. Our newest country is Brazil. Want to say uh, thank you? No new country so far. You know, I noticed something, right? The holiday season. Okay, now this is not the t- the topic of today's show. Is how I manifested my horse, baby girl. And um, so, so we're not going to talk about like the holiday season because, oh boy, that that is a for years that was a sore spot with me. But I just want to mention that I I noticed something, I learned something, right? Like on the digital world, because I'm I'm in you know I'm I'm in IT now and I'm in the digital world, and in the digital world, it's the same as the regular world, like kind of sort of. Even when it comes to holidays, things slow down. Uh, people people stop working early. They, they take off early. They take off from the office early, right? Oh man, we're gonna. That's not a podcast, Alliance, but we're gonna do that podcast. Cause boy, I, you, oh man, I used to hate that. I still hate that. Can't get anything done. You know, you know what I'm saying? Especially locally. Lo- it, I thought, I thought, oh, that's that's Hawaiian style. That's local style. <clears throat> Wrong. That's not local style. That's that's everything style. Like holidays, everybody like party. Okay, but anyway, so now we're going to talk about how I manifested my horse, baby girl. And it's a very, very interesting story. So let's start at the beginning. Now, the people that, um, you know, people that see this because I, I put up this ad and this ad was on a, you know, we're not going to mention the, the venues because they're not paying me to be on the podcast or anything. But we did mention it on a venue. We said we're going to tell a story. So here it is. Um, now, how I manifested my horse, baby girl. Now, we know. For manifestation, right? Human beings don't do three things enough. They don't write things down enough. Okay. They don't use vision boards and they don't speak it into existence enough. Okay. There's another, uh, there's another uh, saying it's called speak the dream. Okay. They say you got to speak the dream. That's true. You have to speak the dream. You have to write the dream. You have to speak the dream and you have to see the dream. You have to visualize the dream. Now, imagination is key. Okay, imagination is God alliance. Okay, you, I mean, you gotta, that, that's how big it is. That's why Einstein said, right? Einstein said, now here's the clue. Now, you guys won't really, you know, nobody's gonna come out and tell you guys this, right? But here's a clue that Einstein gave us, okay? 
and and we'll get into Einstein on another podcast because yeah, he was paid off. But but anyway, this is what Einstein said. He said imagination is more valuable than knowledge because there's there's a definite end to knowledge. In other words, knowledge goes so far, but imagination like there's there's limitless imagination. And the cool thing about it is with tech and computers and and you know, our modern advances, we're beginning to see this come, you know, come to be. And people are like, <clears throat> wow, I, I, I couldn't believe they would make something like that. You know, and they are, right? New things, new things, new new toys, new everything, right? I can't, I can't even tell you about the stuff that I see online because I don't see the just the commercial stuff. I, I see the underground stuff. I see the mechanics of things. I see what's coming. I, I see like this stuff that, the average everyday person does not see and I'm looking at it, I'm going wow this is fascinating I mean for somebody like me a creative it's like totally fascinating it's, it's totally you know anyway so those three things you don't do enough of okay now if you do more of them and I started in 2006 and I started writing affirmations I still write them till today I've been writing affirmations I don't, I don't know how many years that is I can't do the math in motion but um yeah, from 2006 till now. So let's see, 220, I carried a one. That's over 20 years. It's over 20 years, right? And I think 30 years will be 2026. So something like that, right? I don't know. You mathematician, I can't do it in my head. Okay. And that was because, and I told you guys uh, on another podcast why me and math have that disconnection. And it, it was it was trauma-based, right? Uh, or let's say it was event-based, right? Because I used to get cracks with the yardstick every time I missed a flashcard, right? From from my babysitters, right? Who were supposed to be, I don't know, I was supposed to be in their care. But this was the old days, always, old days, okay? And so then I just said, well, enough of this math stuff, right? And I just blocked it out. So it's a psychological thing with me. I'm just, people start talking numbers. Or, you know, I start hearing, you know, wah, 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 that, you know. So I hire people that do numbers. I hire them. I say, okay, here, figure it out. I, I have a CPA. She she is the best CPA. Oh, my gosh. And, and she does everything. And so uh, I just get to work. That's what I do. So when you do these three things for manifestation, okay, visualize, write it down and speak it, those three things, what happens is your imagination, okay, in the visualization process, right, tells you how this is going to be possible. Now, it doesn't, well, let me, let me rephrase that. It doesn't tell you how it's possible. It tells you it's possible. The how is God's job. Okay, so when I say imagination is God, I just mean imagination is the thing. It's the main thing. It's the principal thing. Okay, then you write it. Now, writing it goes directly into your subconscious. Okay, speaking it also goes into your subconscious because now you start reinforcing your self-talk. You know the self negative self-talk? Okay, so you can have positive self-talk. Okay, but you need to you need to just get into that mode, okay, of thinking, and you need to verbalize these things like that, right? When you start saying, you know, I am smart, I am whatever, I can do this, I can, you know, whatever, right? In my case, I just shut out math and I was like, no, I'm not gonna go start writing, I can do math, and I I just hire somebody to do that. It's it's easier for me, right? And and I don't have the time to sit down and go, okay, two plus two is four, and let's go from there. I don't have time for that. So <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, so that's my you know thing. That's just like law. Now, not everybody wants to learn the law, right? 
So they hire an attorney to do it for them. Okay. Now this is a, that's a whole other podcast, but that's why we hire lawyers. Okay. Cause we don't have time to study law. We don't have time to learn everything, right? That, that would be like, it would take up all of our time. We wouldn't have time to work. So we work, we hire the attorney. Their work is to do our stuff, right? And there's a gray area there because, yeah, <laughs> there's a system. Okay. That's not a podcast, Hawaiians. That's not a podcast. Okay. But, but anyway, it works like that. Okay. So here's what happened and here's what started my thing for horses. Okay, so there's a couple things that are kind of weird about me. I mean, besides my quirkiness and ADHD, okay, um, I, I wore, I wear, I wear Ralph Lauren products. I've been loyal to Ralph Lauren products for a long, long time, and um, and it started, it started way, way back. Okay, so when I was 12, okay, oh, big jump, Owens, big jump. When I was 12, okay, 12. Okay, now you can imagine 12, okay? <laughs> when I was 12, I used to go up to my classmate's ranch. My classmate's dad, uh, stepdad, had a ranch, okay? And we used to hang out at the ranch, and we used to feed the horses, right? And they used to teach us how to brush the horses, how to pick the hooves of the horses, right? And we were young kids, right? But that's what we would do. Now, they had free labor because why? Well, because we wanted to come and learn, right? So, so it was kind of like, on the job training but it wasn't really a job like we never got paid we got to ride horse that was our payment and that was good for us that's what we wanted okay so we work it off right because because it was a place that you go like to uh pay for horseback tours or whatever so we used to take we used to take tourists up into the mountains on the horse on these trails uh, with the horses and then bring them back and i forget how long the for how long the thing was maybe it was like an hour so you go half an hour up and then turn around half an hour back mm-hmm. so that was the background story right the ranch now on this ranch you know we had fun we, we used to feed the horses water the horses do all the so we learned all these things about horses right none of us were experts except my classmate because that was his place right and and so we just we we just did all kinds of stuff you know, we, we took lessons, or they gave us lessons in exchange for helping, and we just helped. We were ranch hands. <laughs> we were kind of like 12-year-old ranch hands, right? And um, so so this, this thing went on and on, and it went on for like a whole summer. Now, when you're 12, summer lasts a long time, right? 12, like those two months or two and a half months during summer, that's like forever. For a 12-year-old, that was forever. So my mom would take me up, drop me off in the morning, like early in the morning, right? So I would get dropped off like 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. I would wait for everybody to get there one by one. You know, parents would drop off the kids and they would come. And then we would have a day at the ranch doing all these things, right? learning all these things and riding horses. So we used to, the, a funny thing, okay, I'm going to take you guys over here on the left. So Uncle David, who owned the ranch, right? Uh, was this expert Paniolo. He was a Hawaiian Paniolo, a real cowboy, like a real honest-to-goodness cowboy cowboy. And there's, you know, there's still a bunch of them left, but he was like, he was from the old days at the time, okay? And he used, I used to ask him, like, you know, well, we always used to ask him, we like, Uncle, how you ride this horse? How you ride that horse? Because the first thing we noticed was these horses were different. They had different personalities, you know, like this one horse we knew, Mokihana, was stubborn, 
right? So we go, hey, and we used to call him Moki. So how how come uh, Moki is is so stubborn? Like, you know, all, he you know, and he used to answer us with the same thing. He goes, eh, all horses are the same. All horses are the same. That's what he told us, right? And so we we were like in in, in our twelve year old brain, we couldn't figure that out because we saw. We saw that Moki was stubborn, and we saw that this other horse was gentle. We saw that the other horse was a little bit too active. We didn't want to ride him. <laughs> okay, I mean, you know, you you could see, and so he insisted every horse is the same, and every time he got on Moki, Moki listened. She wasn't stubborn. Every time he got on the other horses, like it was just he he would just he would just get on like you were getting on a bicycle or something. Like he would just you know hop on right. And um, anyway, so so we spent the summers like this, right? Now, well, uh, during one point in the first summer, they got a brand new horse, and then the horse's name was Firecracker. Firecracker was the the most beautiful horse I had ever seen at that time in my life. And uh, wow, this this horse was amazing. White blaze down the front, okay, and uh, she had white socks, okay. Uh, white socks means you know by Right above their hoof is is white. It looks like socks, right? White socks, like perfectly marked, beautiful, beautiful horse, right? And I was thinking like, wow, I want to ride that one. So we were all thinking like, we want to ride that one. We want to ride. Because Firecracker was, you know, he was gentle. You could pet him. And we could pet him and everything, okay? But we could not ride him. <laughs> we could not ride him. We were, not, we were restricted. Everybody was like, oh, that's, that's Danny's horse. You know, I can use I can use that name as my classmate, and you know, me name me name still tight. I think I don't know. I haven't seen him a long time, but but when the last time I saw him it was tight, so I can use his name. But but yeah, so you know, but only he could ride the horse. That was his horse. They bought the horse for him, and of course, right? All of us guys were envious. They were all like, "Oh man, no! I've, we like ride. We like ride firecracker. Like everybody. Nope, nope. It was on restriction. Couldn't ride the horse. So I'm like, okay, well, you know. So we got it. We got it out of our heads that there was any hope that we could ride firecracker. But we used to go. We used to pet firecracker. We used to feed firecracker. We used to brush this horse. Everything. All right. Now that was twelve. Okay. Um, thirteen, fourteen. And then I really didn't hang out at the ranch. You know, teenagers, how everything changes, changes. You know, and then I was at, in fact, I was at the beach already at, at 13. Okay. And um, so I started hanging out with the, with the beach boys. And so my life started to change and I became a beach boy. But I still went to the ranch, you know, like one last summer. Right. And, and then from, from then on, it was beach boy. Okay. So. And and part of this is covered in 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 the my story part one of the podcast right so so I was a beach boy anyway but this was my last experience in the mountains with horses right because horses we were way up in the mountains and um, so anyway that stuck in my head firecracker stuck in my head stuck in my head okay now let's leave twelve years old <laughs> let's fast forward to life okay so in life whenever I saw a horse on a you know, like whenever I saw a horse on a billboard or, well, we don't have billboards in Hawaii, ad, ad, advertisement or TV. Whenever I saw horses on TV, I would flash back. I would think about firecracker. Whenever I saw horses, you know, anywhere, right? Okay. And I would flash back a firecracker. Now, here's the thing, right? I had a boss at, at one point in radio 
and and this was at a small ethnic station, right? And um, he was wearing this horse, this uh, uh, a shirt with a horse on it, right? Now Ralph Lauren, right? And he was wearing this shirt. I'd never seen it before in my life, and I love horses. So I said, I said, hey, uh, you know, where, where did you get that? And he says, oh. You know, down at this certain store in the old days it was called liberty house so i'm oh okay so i got next next paycheck i'm gonna look for that horse now i'm making five dollars an hour okay <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way so at the time i was making five bucks an hour okay so uh paycheck time comes i think i had like 250 dollars on my paycheck or something crazy like that right but my cost of living was way lower than now. Right? You see what I'm saying? Everything was relative, right? And uh, but I, but I was considered poor, man. I was I was poor when I was doing that. And so so I went to the store, right? I went to that store, and and I went down and I looked around. I, I went to the lady, and I said, "Excuse me, can you tell me where the where the the shirts with the horses are? Because okay, I love horses, right? And I thought it was so cool." And she goes, yeah, it's over there on the rack, right over there by the wall. And I go, oh, thank you. I went to look, and I'm like, oh, nice, these long sleeve shirts. And the, when I felt these shirts, I was like, whoa, I never, you know, I haven't felt shirts like this, right? The shirts I was buying was polyester, right? You know, and it was kind of stiff, you know what I'm saying? These were cotton and smooth, like high-grade cotton, right? You know, like, and so I go, oh, boy, this must be expensive. And I looked at the... I looked at the tag, the price tag, right? And the shirt was like 85 bucks. And I was like, what? 85 bucks? Like, in those days. Like, now, in those days, let's put it into perspective. I was shopping at stores where shirts were $12.99, okay? Like, an $85 shirt with, with now, they're, I think they're now 125 bucks a shirt. Something like, whatever. But but this, you know, uh, it maybe may have been a little cheaper than 85 bucks, maybe 60-something dollars. But but I'm like, whoa, I can't I cannot buy that shirt. Cause if I buy that shirt, I cannot eat. You know, so you, you gotta you gotta think right, okay, what I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this shirt or I'm gonna eat. What, what I'm gonna you know, what you can do, right? So so I put it in my head, right, that I am going to make enough money that one day the only thing I'm gonna be wearing is horses. Right? That's how I thought of it. That's you know, so I manifested that. Right. And I worked harder and I found opportunities that that made it possible. So I started, you know, way before I became uh, popular or whatever, before I became a brand, all of that. Um, I worked at this place. You know, I, I dropped out of college and, and went to work at this job. And when I worked at that job, that was the beginning of, of me wearing horsies. Right. <laughs> horses. Whatever. I, I always say horsies. Right. I make fun, you know. But that's when I started wearing horses, and um, and and at first I could find them in in discount outlets like Ross. Like uh, I remember, I I used to go into this Ross store, and they and back in the day they had it. They don't carry it anymore. They don't bring it in anymore. But they used to have, and it used to be cheaper. And so I used to buy over there, right? Before I, you know, increased in in money and whatever and then then of course i went to uh macy's like everybody i mean you know that kind of thing right that's where i shop now anyway so now let's get back to how i manifested baby girl now this is going on in my life okay no horse yet okay but but i'm wearing horses okay now you know in the law of attraction they say you gotta fake it till you make it okay and what they really mean is you gotta go through the motions 
okay, before these things manifest in your world. Okay, so, so you know, I always thought about Firecracker and I always saw horses. And whenever I saw a horse, I, I thought about Firecracker. Now I'm wearing the horses. Now this is, this is like way later. This is like, you know, this is like in my, my late, late 20s, early 30s that this is started to, that this is starting to go on. Okay. Uh, I dropped out of college in 1994. I'm putting you guys way. I'm taking you guys way back. He's like, whoa, uncle, 94. <laughs> yeah, way back, 94. So when I dropped out of college, right? And I, I dropped out, of, my uncle told me, uh, my uncle who was my first mentor, right? Uh, that uncle told me, oh, bro, that's the best thing you ever did. And I'm like, really? Like, I thought, I thought you know, because I had a choice, right? What are you going to do? You can do that or you can do, you know? Uh, I'll, I'll do a radio podcast one day, one day soon, and I'll tell you how I got into radio. And it was the same way. It's like I had a choice. Okay, I'm going to do this or I'm going to take that job, right? Now, I didn't take that job because I wanted to be in radio, although I did because that's what I was doing already for quite a while. But I, I dropped out of college and took the job because that radio station, right, it was an ethnic Hawaiian radio station and that's the radio station that was close to the the music industry and that's where I wanted to get to right so that's no matter what I I was gonna take that job so you know I said I said along to the <laughs> to the to the school and then thank you very much but it's been fun but you know I, I gotta go and and so I left and I you know went now that is the so so from 1990 eh, maybe Maybe a, year, a couple of years before that, I think I got my first shirts. And ever since then, right, my goal was, okay, got to make more money, make more money. Then that job came. That's the job that, that built my recording studio. That's a job that brought, like, tons of money, like, like all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, I went from student with, <laughs> with very, very low income, okay, to um, a lot of cash coming in, like cash flow coming in major major cash flow like like uh, i used to do voiceover jobs like i mean all over the place kind of thing right and i started teach i was already teaching i was teaching on the weekends but that was like minor teaching that was like saturday sunday teaching right and so that kind of continued so now i'm wearing the horses okay so pretty soon like i'm starting to buy things and and i don't you know this is subconsciously right and that's why i tell you guys you got to program your subconscious I wasn't writing affirmations for horses. I wasn't, um, you know, I was visualizing horses all the time, but I wasn't really writing it down, okay? I didn't start doing that till 2006, okay? But this is back in the day, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm speaking it, you know, like one day, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have all horse shirts, like everything, horses, right? And so, so that started to happen. That started manifesting, started com coming in my world, and and pretty soon before you know it i had a whole bunch of of these shirts right and and then then you know other things happen now let's take you guys from that that time period okay now let's fast forward okay to 2002 around there okay 2002 okay let 2003 okay now at that point in 1999 i i got lucky and this guy who has the, the number two radio show in Hawaii, he still has the number two show in Hawaii. He, uh, he opened the door for me. And I think, 
uh, I think I think you know largely this was an unconscious move, right? It was just like, hey, you know, this situation is going on. Can you substitute? And then you know I told you guys a story about that, and then it went boom, right? Now when it went boom, a lot of things began began to happen for me. Okay, so I always credit this guy. I always credit that guy for for you know, even though yeah, I had to I had to be the one to take the initiative, and that's another podcast because I got to tell you guys, you know, you guys. Anybody can give you opportunity, okay? But if you don't work it, if you don't make something of it, then it, it'll come and go. It'll be there for a little while, and then you're done, okay? Mine lasted 15 years, okay? 15, I mean, I'm talking on the radio, okay? 15 years. So anyway, the, the door opened. This guy opened the door for me, and I was like, wow. And he was good enough to keep me. He didn't have to. He didn't, they, they could have. They could have pushed me off the show. And 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 the other guys did. <laughs> Some other guys did. They tried to push me off the show. And that, that's another podcast. But what I'm really here to tell you about is the horse this time. Okay? So now things start happening. So one day, right, um, back before I, I was popular on the radio, okay, I had this company, this production company, my first company. It was called Imua Productions. And um, one of the things that we did was on hold services. So I started, uh, and nobody knew I do this. I, I did this. I kept it real quiet. But we provided on hold services to hotels. So when you would call this major hotel in Waikiki, um, it would be my voice reading like, you know, oh, welcome to the such and such hotel and whatever. We feature this, that, the other thing. It was a whole script. And they would provide me with the script. And the thing that they liked about my service was they would give me the script on a Wednesday night, right? On Thursday night, I would deliver the, the job completed. Now, I, the turnover time was fast with me. So they liked it, right? Because I didn't drag my feet, customer service, right? And these things I learned from, from that guy at the ethnic station, the manager guy, right? He taught me all this stuff. He taught me, hey, that's, that's the lifeblood of, of your company, your, your clients, I mean, he, he taught me, drilled that into me, right? So anyway, so I'm doing this, this, this service, right? Now, fast forward, okay? People start, like, approaching me for stuff. And one of the things was this girl that I had met during my experience with the hotels and stuff like that for the on-hold things that I was doing. Uh, uh, I can't even tell you how many entrepreneurial things I did in my life. I can't even tell you. But this girl, who I knew from that era, right, it was now, you know, into the 2000s. And she wanted somebody to ride with her in the Aloha Week parade in her unit, right? So she goes, hey, we're looking for a celebrity rider, you know, to, to ride in our Pau unit. Now, for those of you in the mainland, I know most, most people that listen to us are from the mainland. A Pau unit, okay, is, I know, I know what you, I know what you guys thinking in New York right now. <laughs> what is a Pau unit? Okay. Yeah. A Pau unit, okay, is, is a horse, a unit of horses. Okay. Now, these horses, you have a princess of the island. Everything is on horse, okay? The princess rides the horse, right? With a beautiful outfit, a be beautiful holoku. Uh, I don't even know what they call it, okay? Uh, that, it looks, to me, it looks like one holoku for horse riding. <laughs> it's like this beautiful dress, and she's got flowers in her hair and everything. You know, she's made up. 
And then there's this guy that carries a flag for the unit, like some, you know, for the islands, different islands. Anyway, and then they have, you know, two or three people behind her and then, then the next island or whatever. So uh, anyway, I said, sure, I would love to. Right. And I told her, I said, oh, mommy, I, I used to ride horse like back in the day when I was a kid on the ranch. OK, immediately who pops into my head? Firecracker. OK. All right. OK. So. We go up and they put me on this. I went out to this ranch, okay? No names, Hawaiians, okay? I love the ranch. Got to meet the people that own the ranch. Love those people till today. And I went out to the ranch and they put me on this big, old, old <laughs> gray horse, okay? And, and this horse was a challenge because he had two speeds, okay? Slow and slower. <laughs> just a two. Just two. That's all he had. That's all he had, Hawaiians. So... So we took these horses because they wanted to, you know, make sure that we knew how to ride. And I knew how to ride. I just, you know, I just didn't know how to ride good, right? But I was a rider. I remembered all the basics, right? So I got on the horse and then we went up the trail and, you know, we did a, I think it was a nice hour of just pleasure riding, just, just cruising, talking story, getting to know everybody and, you know, whatever. And so mommy brings me back down. Now I'm riding with a bunch of girls because they're going to be, you know, involved. And there was a couple guys, there was a couple guys there. So when I went down, back down, I don't know, my whole, my whole life, Hawaiians have been surrounded by girls. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you how lucky I was, bro. And, and am, am, <laughs> am. Okay. I'm not retired from that department yet. Anyway. So, right. We come back down and there's this little round pin. Okay. There's this round pin. And I'm walking past the round pin. I'm not even paying attention. I see that there's a horse in there, a, a small horse, like a like a. I think, I think. Uh, let's see. She was she was two, two years old. Now, right around that time uh, in the horse world, the horse gets broken. Okay, and that means that that you can ride them with a saddle. They're not they're not wild. They're they're trained. Uh, that kind of thing. They finished the, the major part of their training. So, and the thing about horses is they, you continue to train them. Like, like that's what I learned. That, that's my experience. Anyway, and I can only, I can only tell you my experience, Hawaiians, okay? So, anyway, we're passing the thing now. We're walking, I'm walking to my car and, and I, uh, mommy says, hey, you know, this horse right here is for sale, right? And I looked at her, like almost immediately and I said mommy what am I going to do it on a horse <laughs> okay like I'm, I'm doing radio right I was doing radio quite frequently okay because the guy that uh that I substituted for would always take off so I was on the radio a lot and and in that respect you know I owe him uh, a lot of thanks because it allowed me to build a lot of stuff and to get a lot of jobs and all that so I'm, I'm very grateful for that part of it okay and and anyway, so so I said, Mommy, what are we do it on a horse, right? And she goes, You wanna see her? Okay, now when she said you wanna see her, I started paying attention to the horse. I go I went up, I looked, I go, Wow, that horse is reddish brown. And guess who that reminded me of? Firecracker. And I'm looking at her and I go, Wow, that you know, she kinda looks like firecracker. Cause I, I wasn't paying attention to the details. And I, and I went I went closer to the round pin, and I said, "Wow, she has this perfect white blaze like right down in the middle of her face, right?" And then I looked down and I go, "Oh my God, 
she's got socks just like firecracker like the only difference between her and and firecracker was firecracker was a little darker reddish brown like little darker shade and and this girl right her name was duchess the, the horse and and duchess was a little little less in color but i'm like wow like and her her mane was bleached because she was out in the sun all day at the ranch right so and that that changed later on but anyway so i i you know now i've been wearing the horses i've been thinking about horses ever since i was 12 right okay and and here, here's my point about this part of it okay before we continue sometimes god it, it takes a while okay but god will bring you your dream if you don't give up on it okay so anyway that being said right so now i'm at the round pen she goes you want to go take a look at her and i go okay yeah because i wanted to you know i love horses so i wanted to pet her and whatever check her out so three of us go into the round pen me and and these two other girls right and we go in and i went up to pet the horse and before i touched the horse the girls were talking right so half half of my attention was on the girls and half was on the horse and these girls go you know they they were saying saying something right and i was just standing there and the horse came up and nudged me okay and and she nudged me right where my arm was connected to my shoulder okay she she just came right over there and she just nudged me and the girls, of course, I'm with girls, right? They're emotional beings. And I'm with girls, and they're going, oh, she likes you, you know? And I'm thinking, like, okay, wait a minute. This is a coincidence. It's just a horse, okay? <laughs> and and they go, you want to ride her? Oh, boy, here we go, right? Okay, so I'm, I'm like, you know, then I start to think, right? Because I, I worked with a bunch of guys then. You never know which angle you going you see what i'm saying so i was so used to this now i'm thinking right oh they're trying to sell me this horse now you know they go you want to ride her i'll saddle her out for you you know whatever and i said i said okay so they put a saddle on the horse and i rode the horse in the round pen and it it was a beautiful ride just you know smooth everything and and i noticed that hey this 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 horse is is pretty cool for a young horse right little did i know now this is a part i did not know at the time that i found out later this horse was what they call a hot horse okay no no she looked hot okay <laughs> she looked hot it wasn't not that kind of hot all right okay but this this horse had a lot of energy okay you could not feed this horse green it had to be it had to be alfalfa cubes because otherwise she would go off i mean and and the thing, the thing here is, if you know how to ride a horse like that, the, compare it, compare it like a Toyota, okay, to a Ferrari, and that's what my trainer, you know, the, my trainer, that's coming up, the, the trainer part is coming up, but that's how he put it. He goes, he goes, okay, you see these other horses over here? Yeah, I go, yeah, those horses are Toyotas. This is a Ferrari, and I'm like, whoa. So he goes, you gotta learn how to ride a, you gotta learn how to drive a Ferrari. And I'm like, whoa, okay, okay. So anyway, but this is back when, when I bought her. I didn't know my trainer yet, nothing, okay? This is the manifestation process going on. So I'm like, okay, okay, you know what, mommy, t- just just talk to the guy. You know, she t- she told me, oh, it belongs to this guy, so-and-so. 
he brought her up here just to, you know, showcase her or whatever. So we, we're trying to sell her, whatever. He's trying to sell her. I'm like, all right, you know, talk to the guy and see how much he wants and, and we'll, we'll cut a deal. Because, I, because you know, my question was, where am I going to keep this horse? She goes, you keep them right here at the ranch. You know, they charge monthly and you can rent one, you know, one of these square pasture areas, right? And they have them, they have them all fenced off and people keep their horses there. So you can board the horse. Just, you know, you just, what? so I'm like, okay, well, I live in town. Now, you guys in the mainland, uh, listening to this, the people overseas, you guys probably travel far distances. Okay. So, um, I live on an island called Oahu. Okay. And from where I work or where I have to be at work in the morning to where this ranch is, is a good 45 minute drive. Okay. Now, I know you guys in Oregon, you guys in Washington, you guys in, in Mississippi, you guys are going, oh, that's nothing. We, we go two and a half hours, right? Okay. But on this island, it's a big deal. Okay, so I'm thinking in my head, damn, my whole schedule got to change now. I got to wake up early. I got to do all this stuff. And so anyway, those are the fears, okay? And so I dismissed the fears, right? I go, okay, never mind. I said, I said, just talk to the guy and we'll work out something. We'll do it. I'll, I'll write him a check. You know, we'll take care of it. So I come. Uh, she works out the details. She gives me a call. I said, fine. I, I went down. In fact, I paid cash. I went down. I paid cash. Okay. It was, it was a lot of cash. Lines. I paid cash. And I and the guy, who's was a really good guy. And he's no longer alive. And and I, I God rest his soul. I, I, I just really owe this guy because um, he was a very, very nice, very, very, very nice man. And um, and he he gave me a saddle. That, I mean, he gave me everything. Like, okay, you bought the horse here. It comes with this. It comes with this. It was like, it was like being in a store, kind of. You know, it comes with everything. I'm like, whoa! It came with everything. I didn't have to buy a saddle. Didn't have to buy. No, no, here it comes with it. Comes with a bridle. Comes with a halter. Halter comes with this. So, so, so he gave me everything, right? And um, I'm really grateful to that guy. And um, and I can say his name was Jack. And um, uh, you know, a lot of the girls call him Old Man Jack, and uh, man, I, I got a lot of lot of love for that guy because he made a dream of mine come true. So now I got this dream horse, right? That well, a horse, okay, a horse. I didn't know it was the horse. Okay, it was a horse to me, right? And I didn't know very much. So now, right, I'm getting up like a, this was like I was I, know, I was living like a madman for a while. So I would get up at 3.30 in the morning, okay? I would get dressed. I would hit the highway, like before, like when it was dark. It was dark. And I used to get to the ranch. It would still be dark at the ranch. And I used to be there for sunrise, just so I could see my horse, right? And my horse was, you know, I don't know, doing what horses do, sleeping, whatever, grazing, whatever she was doing. And, and I had to wait till the sun came up so I could see because the, the ranch was dark with no lights, right? Dark, pitch black. And so I'm sitting in my car, you know, and, and I'm having my Starbucks and I'm, you know, enjoying the stereo and everything. And that's another thing. I, I didn't have a truck, right? So I was the only guy 
driving with a luxury car up to the on the ranch. You know, everybody and the local girls was like, "Bro, why not get one truck?" <laughs> you know, and it was so funny. It was here I was, uh, what we call over here we call a townie. Okay, somebody who lives in town, works in town, right? And now I'm in the country. So here's this townie. You know, I was raised in the country. I grew up in the country. But now, for so many years, I was a townie, right? And I'm out there in the country with this, with this infinity car, right? And I, it was, right, this, this is so funny. I mean, you know, I must have looked really weird to these guys, you know, because like here I was, I was parked in my, in my car and they're doing all this stuff. I was working. I was doing my stuff online. I was working and waiting. You know, and then sun, sun came. Beautiful sunsets. Oh, I'll never forget. There's nothing like being on a ranch at at uh, sunrise. I should say. There's nothing like being on a ranch at sunrise. So now, right? I'm taking care of her. I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, pretty soon of these, I, I think I did two months of back and forth early in the morning, that kind of thing. Now, pretty soon, I started talking to this this other girl who was the sister of the girl that introduced me to the horse. And I made friends with her. And she was, I mean, she was, she's got this beautiful personality. She's she's real fun. She's good fun. Very real rugged, rugged girl. And and for some reason, I I just love rugged girls. You know, because inside those rugged girls are the, the softest, most feminine girls you'll ever see. I mean, these girls are big-hearted girls. And so anyway, she's 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 got this stallion, right? And then we're talking story. And she goes, you know, you're driving all the way out here. Uh, didn't you know that there's, there's like, places you can keep her closer to town? And I'm like, no, I didn't know. She goes, I'll take you. We'll go. We'll go. You know, so I jumped in her truck, and she took me one day. And we went looking for a place for Duchess, right? Now, um... Something happened before we left the ranch. Uh, my concussion. Okay, that's not a podcast. Right? That's not a podcast. But I got a concussion because she didn't. She wasn't trained how to turn, and I fell off. Right, and I took uh, one of my ex chicks up to the thing, and you know, check check out my horse. You bought a horse? I'm like, yeah, I bought a horse. Like, and she she was probably thinking like, what the hell? You know that? I, and I don't blame her. Right. Anyway, so we went looking for the horse, uh, for the place to keep the horse. We went to every place in this, there's this town called Waimanalo. And we went to every place. And we went to the first place. I looked around, I go, nah, this, ah, this place is a dump. We went to the second place, nah, this, this don't feel right, this not good. Went to the next place, I'm like, nah, this doesn't look better than the ranch. She's not going to be happy. We hit this. She goes, you know what? There is this one place left. This is one one place left. And I was like, oh, okay. So she took me to this place, right? When we drove down into this place, it was like horse heaven. This was like, it was like I, it was like I was in a movie and this was like horse heaven. They had a nice Two nice big arenas. They had nice. I mean, everything was nice. It was painted nice. There were stalls. There were a lot of horses, and and there was this guy there that I met. Now, this guy is like the doctor. I used to call him the Doctor Phil of horses. Bro, this guy, he was like a horse whisperer. The horses loved this guy because they knew that that he put them first. You know, the horses, bro. Horses, they're not stupid. They know. 
and and so he actually you know i met him and so hey hey how's it you know i'm junior you know oh yeah you the guy on the radio and then, well, i'm like yeah yeah that guy he's like oh okay and we started talking okay and we started like you know talking about the horse or whatever and he was nice enough to say yeah bring him bring him yeah let me see what you got so we took the horse to him okay then I started, you know, there's there's a lot to the story, but this is just the manifestation part, okay? So so now we met the trainer, okay? So so now we had the horse, we had the trainer, okay? And and then, you know, uh we had a place to keep her. Okay, so and then he would train and I would just basically write checks every month. He would train every month and uh, he would train her. Well, every every day he used to train daily. And this guy was so good. I mean, I can't even tell you how he's, he's so good. And and he was he was he created magic in people's horses, like magic The the horses would listen. Uh, he He was just so good with them. And he reminded me of Uncle David. You know, like every horse is the same to him. He just got on a horse. He just get on a horse, and and he used to talk to the horses. You know, like like they were his friends, and they were, and they listened to him, right? And so, anyway, long story short, Hawaiians, he gets to train and know Duchess, right? And I thought to myself, Duchess is such a stuffy name for a horse, right? So I called her Baby Girl, and. She, you know, of course, I put her on my social media all the time, right? So she became quite known, and uh, and I used to, uh, I used to thank this guy on the radio, right? This trainer, and as a result, I guess I don't know. I hope he got business from it, but as a result, a lot of people told me, "Hey, you mentioned the guy there on the radio," and I said, "Oh yeah, I did," and they were very, um, they, I, I guess they were very touched, like, "Wow, by you." You thanked him on the radio. I said, yeah, I'm very grateful. Now, I was already, you know, expressing gratitude, right? Because now I had a horse. I had a trainer. She had a home. I was happy. It was it was half an hour away from town where I live, you know, and, and I could just go right over the hill and there she is, right? And so so that basically was was how this happened, right? Now... The end of the other side of the story, okay? Not the end of the story, but but the other side of the manifestation, okay? Here's what happened as far as the law of attraction goes, okay? Number one, I was 12. I wanted a horse. I asked my mom at the time, and my mom was like, because everything went to my mom, okay? So you guys that, you know, when you come to Hawaii and you go... How come? How come women wear the pants in the family? You know, and I don't. Maybe maybe that happens where you live in in Colorado. Maybe that happens over there too. But my mom ran. My mom was the boss, right? So everything had to go to her, right? And and so and she's and she's like, nope, nope, no horses, no, because because you're not gonna. Because she knew what happened to my dog, right? So I don't dog, right? And I left the dog at home and I went surfing. So you know, when I was a kid, right? So she knew what, you know, she goes, no, no, I'm going to end up feeding the horse and whatever. So, so there was no horse at the time. So now I had manifested the horse finally. It took me from 12, okay, to, I don't know, I turned, I turned 40 and yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> it's too, that's too long of a story, but I was already in my 40s, okay? 
And this horse that that was just in this little round pen, okay, that that showed up looked a little like firecracker. Well, a lot. She looked a lot like firecracker, except for the color. Like I said, firecracker was a little bit more reddish. She looked like firecracker. And guess what? This horse was a firecracker. Oh my god! I mean, this this horse started winning buckles started winning money started winning championship not with me not not with me on him no with my trainer and and one day i'm gonna do a podcast just about him because he is the most unreal horseman that that horse person that i've ever seen trainer horse person equi- equestrian well whatever whatever you want to call that that's what he is he he's the best and he was a retired fire captain so i mean this was his this was his passion right and it was his gift i think i really think he was god's gift to the horses because the horses all loved this guy it was it was mean and so anyway so now right i found I, the right horse came okay the right situation came um the right people surrounded me the right and then you know those connections lead to something else and that's why i tell you how much you take the baby steps god opens the door okay so the the first baby step was saying yes to you know riding horse right the second baby step was here's the horse you know and and at first i was like what i'm gonna do with this horse you know and then and then oh she likes you right so i'm like oh okay find find out and yeah we'll do it and i didn't know where this thing was going i had no idea right and that's why i tell you guys when you guys taking the steps you don't know what's coming you don't know but you gotta expect the very best possible scenario in your mind when you are manifesting okay and so that happened right and then you know, one day, of course, going out there back and forth, back and forth. One day, you know, talk to this girl. She took me around because she knew everybody. She knew everybody. And she took me around. And then the perfect situation happened, you know, and then all I did was write the checks and go down and ride. Okay. There's, there's another part to the story real quick. There, I had it for 11 years. And right around the ninth year, I started saying to myself, you know, because I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of business. I was, I, I started, and and like I said on, on another podcast, we started diversifying very quickly, okay? Because I didn't know, know how long this radio thing would last, right? And I was looking at, you know, down the road, I wasn't looking at that that period of time, although I was enjoying it, right? But I had to, I had to look down the road. And so I started diversifying. So I was busy. So whenever I wanted to clear my head or whatever, I went out to the country, got on baby girl and went for a little trail ride. And then, you know, gave her a bath and put her away and went back to my work. And so this happened, you know, for many years. And finally, around the the ninth year, I said, you know what? You are not being grateful for your gift. Because, you know, I was into the law of attraction from 2006 already, right? And I had baby girl already. This this was just, you know, um, baby girl was, well, no, I didn't have her in 2006. But but this is when I learned the manifestation process. I never wrote down an affirmation for like I wanted a horse. She was in my head. She was in my thoughts. She was, you know, firecracker actually was there in my head, in my thoughts. Every time I saw a, a horse, I flashed back to my, my childhood with firecracker. 
because firecracker and I got to really thank Uncle David, right? Because Uncle David said, you guys can ride any horse on the ranch. You know, almost sounds like the Adam and Eve story, right? You can eat from any any tree in the garden, but that one, you know, can the, the tree of fruit, the tree of whatever, knowledge. Yeah, he can eat from that one. So that's the one they like eat. You see what I'm saying? So you could ride any horse, but you can't ride firecracker. So everybody wanted to ride firecracker, right? And now, fast forward, right? I found firecracker, like my, my version of firecracker, right? And so, so I'm like, whoa, like, like, I'm thinking to myself, right? I'm thinking to myself, wow. You, you finally, you finally did this. This is finally, you know, I didn't really think of Firecracker when I first got her. The point in time which I thought about Firecracker was when we took this one picture. And I have this picture and I started this company called Royal Equine Hawaii LLC. Okay. And that's another podcast. But I started a company built around her. Okay. And that, um, the picture that we use for the cover photo. We took of her in the arena. It was a, it came out like picture perfect. And I'll be darned if I didn't look at that picture and I go, wow, that's firecracker right there. Just a little bit darker and that little bit more red, a little bit more reddish brown, that's firecracker. And baby girl was the most beautiful horse on the ranch. She was the fastest horse on the ranch. She was a multi-champion. She won everything. She won this this trainer entered her and won a lot of money with her, did a lot of um won a lot of contests with her, won a lot of sorting events with her, won a lot of buckles with I mean everything. Everything you can imagine they did. And this was in between his regular work with other horses, right? So he um yeah, I was just really lucky. I was very lucky that he liked my horse, that he liked baby, that he trained baby and he got to really like baby. If, if that didn't happen, uh, I don't think I would have had baby that long because she wouldn't have gotten the kind of attention that she needed and I would have probably had to sell her. But it was because of this trainer that all this thing stuck together like this. And then my best friend died, right? And my trainer got busy and everything kind of happened around the same time. And, and then we shipped her to back to the ranch. And then I paid for her to be on the ranch. Other things went down and, and past that, I can't comment on that right now. Uh, but I will comment later on, uh, on, on this, this whole thing. But this part is the manifestation part, okay? So I had to wait, right? And she sat in the back of my mind. And then, then I, I wore the horses, right? Then the horse showed up. And then, you see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? One thing after the other, after the other. And all you got to do is take the steps. I didn't know how I was going to take care of us. The how is always God's job, right? I just said, okay, well, find, talk to the guy, find out details, I'll write him a check, you know, whatever. That happened. I paid cash, actually, right? Went down his house and gave him the cash. He goes, okay, we'll have her up at the ranch. Hey, no worries, you know, and they, all this stuff, that's all yours. You know, and I put him in my trunk. I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Like, you know, halfway through the process, I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you now you have a horse. Like, like, what is this? Like, you know, how are you going to pull this off? But that's the way it happened. Step by step by step. Okay. All you got to do, Hawaiians, take the baby steps. God will open the door. What is it that you want? You want a new house? Okay, start start going to open houses. Start going to open houses. God will bring the money. Okay, God brought the money for baby. 
I got more jobs. I got more contracts came in. More, more of everything came. And it supported baby right up until the last day when we had to move her out to the ranch. Okay. But that's what I'm telling you. You take the baby steps. God opens the door. God brings the right people. God, this is, this is God doing this. Okay. Okay. Now, now that being said, God is in here. God is in you inside. God is not out there. God is not up there. God is within. Okay. But if you use these, these specific details of manifestation, okay, and, and you hold it in your heart and then you just let it go and go do your thing. There will come a day that that manifestation, if you're still interested in it, will come. Okay. But you just got to take the steps away. And when you take the steps, I mean, this works for everything. So far, it worked for six cars from 2006 for me. And all I know is I get new car smell, Hawaiians. That's all I know. Because when you do this, right? You do this stuff, right? Oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I got to go. But no, when you do this stuff, it's going to come out perfect every time. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry. Oh, man, the location in Kaka'ako. If you guys in the, uh, in the mainland ever come to Hawaii, go to Island Club and Spa. That voice master family of service companies. That's right. And the music of Brother Darren Chinan on AFMHawaiiMusic.com. Until next time, I'm Junior Zane. Mahalo and Aloha!